Well, how's it going? All right, cool. Should we pick a topic to talk about? Yes. How about rituals? All right, rituals. Okay, yeah, rituals. That's nice and broad, isn't it? It is broad. We just... So... We're starting. We've, we already started. This is how... <laughs> we're a podcast hot mess. That's what we are. <laughs> yes, rituals. I basically read Atomic Habits. Have you read Atomic Habits? I have not. It's so good. I was sort of aware of how I would use rituals from a code perspective, but it really applied it out to the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's quite a simple idea in that you sort of everything that you do every day is a vote for who you are in the future, which is kind of a, like a nice idea. And it's sort of linked up with, there's a whole Jerry Seinfeld thing. Are you aware of this? Jerry Seinfeld, he has like streaks where he would write a joke every day and then he'd cross it off on the calendar. He'd get to a point where he didn't want to break his streak. Yeah. So Game of creation. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it's just the case of like, you make a vote for yourself as someone who goes to the gym by actually going to the gym. Yeah, that's not a great example for me because I don't like going to the gym, but I I like the whole put something on your calendar and cross it off and then feel really good. That kind of thing works really well for my personality. And it's kind of dangerous, I think, because I really like that immediate gratification. But yeah, tell me more about atomic habits. What makes it atomic? The idea is that they're really small. You're not like, I'm going to run a marathon. It's, I'm going to go and run every day. Doesn't matter how long. He even gives the example of someone who does want to start going to the gym. Well, I don't go to the gym particularly. I don't massively enjoy it. I've got weights in this room, but I don't go to the gym. It's the idea of just drive to the gym and then you're there. So you may as well do a workout of some sort. Right? It's the doing it every time. There's definitely programmery side to this, which is writing tests, which is having CI, which is having monitoring on your app. It's the things that you do to protect yourself from yourself, from your own worst instincts. And it's like, what did you say? You said it's little things every day for the person you want to be in the future. And you could yeah. take that same thing to like an application or to a yeah. team or to a organization. It's like doing the little things every day for the X you want to be in the future, whatever. Fill in the blank there. Yeah. And Sarah May had a brilliant talk she gave at Brian Ruby one year called Livable Code, which I think she gave. Oh, I don't, I've seen that. It's a great talk. It's such a good talk because you're not trying to make things perfect. Mm-hmm. You're just like, well, every time you pick, it's, you know, it's like living in a house if you're relatively tidy. But you're picking something up when you're way to do something else. So, well, I'm here now. I'll just tidy this up. It hasn't had to be like once a year. You get everything out of every cupboard, put it on the floor. I mean, I do that as well. But yeah, you're doing things as you go to make a place livable. And it doesn't always have to be the tidiest place. It just has to be useful. And the things have to be, you just do the small stuff to make it better. And I kind of think like, and she sort of took that idea of a livable apartment. You see pictures of houses when you're moving, when you're buying a house, right? People stage houses. I did not know it was a thing where they sort of set up a house to look as though it's lived in. But of course it's not because it doesn't have any of the normal human detritus in it. Right. And her point is you can't have a code base like that because you've got to live in it. You've got to work in it. And it's never going to look like that. No, it's like micro benchmarks as well. They don't work either. It's like you measure something to be fast. Then you're like, yeah, but if you put a database query in that, it's going to slow it down a thousand times. So <laughs> it's that small things can lead to big impact. You know, this compounding interest is in the sort of like atomic habits thing as well. Like it's 1% better every day is if I'm going to get a motivational poster about things, going to get to some huge amount over a year. Compound maths, don't really know. <laughs> All of that? Yeah, I'm making mathematical sense. (laughs) So what kinds of rituals do you do individually then? 
if we forget about organizations or code bases, but just like you showing up every day. Andy Kroll, the person. Right. I have an app on my phone, which I'm now showing to the camera uselessly for a podcast. <laughs> I currently have no shit food, so I try not to eat shit food. I give myself some leeway on that. But if I have a biscuit, I have to say that I didn't do that today. Take vitamins every day. I'm currently doing chin-ups. I'm trying to get good at doing chin-ups. I feel like that's a healthy thing to be able to lift your own body weight. <laughs> I like that you're like, I feel like that's a healthy thing. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I have stretching and breathing. So like some kind of yoga-y, meditation-y thing. I'm not so prescriptive on that anymore. Read for 10 minutes, anything, novel-y or non-fiction-y. That's and then good. write a journal. You do that every day. I write journal I have for like weekdays and I never hit it. So I'm probably going to reduce that because actually I don't have as much. It was certainly useful like when I was having more general life feelings and trouble and not feeling quite as okay as I feel right now. I found the journal thing really useful. But right now I'm just recording things that are kind of good, which is nice. Gratitude journaling apparently is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing that so much. I'm actually doing it to make sure I write these things down now because I've been doing it a couple of years. And I've got various other things, like I try and walk, I try and get my steps in. So yeah, like that kind of stuff, just small things. And actually, I've got a little app on my phone called, I think it's called Streaks. Yeah, it's called Streaks, which lets me pick those things. And those are like the personal things. The walking thing is actually, get out of the damn house, Andy. Yeah. Go and walk for an hour a day. That's like, yeah. you could get the bus, but why don't you walk instead? Yeah. What Do you have ritual things that you like to do? Nothing organized like that. Therefore, it's not very streak-like. Yeah. It's just me being like, I should go outside. I try to go outside every day. I do not hit it every day. And I'm not measuring it. That's the other thing. I don't measure any of these things. Like I try to spend 10 minutes just with myself in the morning. That's like the one ritual I really try to adhere to because I have a tendency of just jumping right into stuff. And I would say half the time I still jump right in. I'm just like, I wake up, start my morning routine and I'm just like, hit the pavement. I'm at work, stay thinking about what I need to do. And then all of a sudden the day's over and I'm like, oh, now it's the evening, I guess. Wind down, end of day, do it all over again. And I find it's hard to feel grounded when I do that. Every day kind of blends into the other. So that's what I'm trying to do is just find 10, 15 minutes for myself every morning. Sometimes that's just going outside on the deck, watching the birds, drinking coffee. Sometimes it's just not having my phone Mm -hmm. and just like staring out at the view and just being by myself. That's my one ritual. Yeah. I'm not even hitting that ritual, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. So I've definitely had that where I've done the getting up early in the morning. I think I'm not super a morning person. Mm. When I was finding life a bit harder, I made a point of that. I read an awful self-help book called The Miracle Morning. He's got had a very prescriptive, you must do these five things. Yeah. Including like out loud affirmations, which as a British man, just I can't. Like out loud telling yourself you're amazing just does not work for British people. (laughs) We spent a few hundred years doing that to the rest of the world. And, you know, there's colonial overtimes that aren't that great. We're amazing. Here's our flag. (laughs) Yeah. So definitely done that morning thing. And I have that a little bit in that often I will get up and go downstairs and make Joe a cup of tea and I'll have a coffee and have my cereal. And the kids will take 10 minutes to get ready and come down. And this doesn't quite have the sort of wistful beauty of sitting on the deck and admiring the birds, but... Well, I'm not going to do that once the rain starts, FYI. It's not going to do anymore. Sitting and talking about a scowl, downing espresso. Um, 
I have that a bit as well. Like I have a dog, so that gives me an excuse to get up and get out. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, the dog will pester me all morning. In fact, you might even be able to hear him on the back of this call, like he's making squeaking noises by the back door. <laughs> so yeah, you get up and get out, and I walk for forty-five minutes with them, and that's kind of quite nice. Mm-hmm. Gets you out and in the sun and moving, even if it's not like exercise, exercise. Yeah. I used to be much more, I don't want to say like goal oriented, but I would have these targets. Like I'm thinking about when I was writing every week and I'd be like, I wake up and I write or I have this thing and I was measuring it. So it was easier to know when I missed it. And now I'm just not, I'm not measuring it. I'm just trying. And maybe there's like a middle ground because I definitely feel like I could be doing a better job. And I'm sure there's other things like going outside or I don't know. I do take my vitamins every day, but I think I've just internalized that. But there's like other things that I should do that I won't yeah. do. But because I don't have a metric for it, yeah. I'm not really thinking about whether I did it that day. And days can go by where I just don't do that thing. Yeah. In saying that these are the things that I have on my phone that I try and do every day, like I'm not hitting those. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing them more often than if I did like the whole, you know, you haven't read for three days. You should probably read some fiction. That's good for you. Yeah. You feel better when you do that rather than doom scroll your way into bed yeah i mean i've always been someone who did sport sort of i've always like played team sports and i still just about drag my 42 year old carcass around a football pitch once a week <laughs> which is good yeah, that's a ritual is getting out there and putting the shin pads on and off i go and go and get kicked <laughs> not a ritual beaten up <laughs> i know it's mostly i'm being myself up because you know i'm just like you used to be able to run faster than this but yeah like that sort of I really notice it's like, you meet people who are runners and like, I have run in the past, but I would never consider myself to be a runner. You meet people who are runners and they really miss it when they don't get out. Yeah. And I did run enough that I started to miss it, but that period of, oh, I miss having a run very quickly goes to, I don't have to go running. So that's good. (laughs) Suddenly you've accepted your new reality. It's all right. Yeah. I'm good. (laughs) I'm a bit less healthy, but this is a lot more comfortable than running up a hill, which is all we have in Brighton's hills. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have like work rituals when you're settling in. We talked about the personal aspect. Yeah, yeah. To be effective at work or anything that you feel like, I have to start like this. And if I, on the days I don't have these rituals, everything feels weird or I don't feel as effective. So I do like to have a written down checklist of things. And depending on how sort of inverted commas effective I'm feeling, I will do that before I do the thing sometimes. And sometimes I will do it afterwards so I can write the thing down and then take it off afterwards. Right. So I just did a thing. So now I should take it off. I'm pretty rigorous about putting stuff in my calendar. Yeah. I don't have many calls. We're quite a small team and calls are not really something we do. My other half and I also have a shared calendar for kid logistic manipulation stuff. <laughs> um, make sure they don't get left anywhere accidentally. Right. So yeah, I'm quite rigorous about having one. Well, I've got two calendars, one shared one. I have three calendars, one work one, one shared one, one personal one. And I also have one email address. And then one work email address and they live in separate mail clients. (laughs) And I just try and reduce the amount of places I've got input from. And that seems to work rather than having some sort of like gigantic system, which I know some people swear by. And some people swear by setting up systems and then letting them fall to the wayside. But like, yeah, I just try and reduce the amount of inputs to me from a work perspective. And generally our team is small enough that we manage it. And it's enough to hold in my head. And I'm aware I hold a bit more in my head than most folks do. Yeah. We have a morning stand up, but we didn't for a long time. 
the stand-ups being used as coercion reasons. Right. <laughs> if it has a bad stand-up, it can really derail the whole day for a whole team. Yeah. So yeah, stand-ups are quite healthy at the moment at work. And so we do that. That's good. A mix of to-do lists and like bits of scraps of paper on my table. I don't really have a really rigorous plan. I've got a fairly healthy Apple Notes app that's full of stuff. I record things quite well. Yeah, I write things down, like old school. Yeah. I have like a notebook. I have a list from mid-July and that's my to-do list because I haven't crossed everything off. But I know I wrote all these things in mid-July and I've crossed off some things and there's some things that are still stragglers. So I see that every day. Yeah. You see, that, that's what I always find with the to-do list. It's just like, I'm not good enough at going, do you know what? I'm not going to do those things. Yeah, some people who copy, the act of copying is a way of going, do you know what? I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no, I probably should do that. I just wait until the page is filled up and then I'm like, okay, I got to <laughs> I gotta move these things over. I've run out of real estate. Your task list is mandated by the size of a piece of A4. Right. Well, actually, no, sorry, in the US, it would be US letter, I would imagine, in the US. Oh, it's a smaller notebook. Oh, it's a small notebook. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's for the best. Are the tasks big, though? Some of them are. Some of them aren't. They're all over the place with sizes. I know some people do like color coding and they will categorize. That feels like avoiding the work. Yeah. I'm just like, write the thing down. Try to do it. If you're not going to do it, be honest with yourself. Maybe I just need to do the last part. (laughs) Big freaking pile. Pick the most important thing. This is kind of how we approach product work as well at work. Yeah. Gary and I, who's sort of running the product for Coverage Book, we occasionally get the criticism that like, it doesn't feel like we have a plan, which is fair. But what we're actually doing is sort of revealing our comfort with a lack of goals that aren't real. Yeah. We sort of know what's coming in the next two, three months, roughly in our heads, but then the scope of all that can change. Right. And that is a benefit of running a small company like we're running. Like we don't have like annual goals other than sort of keep growing a bit. I'll be honest. I don't see very many companies that do goal setting well. I'm waiting for the company that I'm like, yeah, you figured it out. I have not seen one. Everybody does kind of a shit job at planning (laughs) is my takeaway after almost eight years in this industry. I'm like, okay, some of you don't plan. Some of you plan so much that all we do is plan. Yeah, I err on the side of planning less. And then you need the rituals of fairly regular meeting cadences and always in your head going, it's the most important thing. Are we doing the right stuff? Right. Like all that stuff. So yeah. the rituals help you get away with being comfortable with your loosey-goosey planning. Yeah, because you know how you have that ritual as a yeah. touchstone to come back. Yeah, I guess that's some of the weird formality of Agile, big A Agile. <laughs> Those rules of all the Scrum stuff and all that. That's where the impetus for that is. Right. But yeah, like I much prefer to be a bit lower key on those sorts of things. And yeah, the fact that I check in with myself and the fact that Gary and I will check in with each other and the fact that I'll check in with everybody in my team and that we have a daily status. There's enough communication and openness to it that the rituals of those communications mean that any issues get surfaced. Yeah. The only real ritual at work that I have, aside from that notebook, which as we have now discussed, sometimes is not as effective as it should be. Because my company is so distributed, I wake up and log on and there's so many messages, Slack messages I've missed. And the only way I've found that I can not be overwhelmed by that is to take 15 to 30 minutes every morning where I parse through those. I just mark things as read that don't matter. I set reminders for myself for things that do matter to look into. And then I look at my calendar and I'm like, okay, and kind of clean through all the stuff that's happened overnight or early this morning while I was asleep. I know what meetings I have to go to, what my focused 
blocks of time are, if there are any. And then I walk away from my computer for 15 to 30 minutes. And I go make myself tea or coffee. Sometimes I'll take a shower right then because I feel like I've cleaned everything up and I'm ready to get started. And before just diving right into it, I kind of give myself a little buffer time to process. So that I... That sounds much healthier than what I'm doing. (laughs) But what are you doing? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that feels more organized. I think it's also a factor of Slack. I cannot be doing with Slack. I think it's the worst thing for my mental health ever. It's very overwhelming. So I'm on the West Coast and everybody else has already started or finished their day by the time I log on. And I used to feel extremely overwhelmed and like I was behind and I would wake up Mm. in the morning feeling like, oh my God, I'm behind all this stuff that happened. But I had to shift my perspective and now I'm like, oh, I'm not behind. I'm just reading stuff and then deciding what matters. I'm ahead of tomorrow. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) What's time? Whatever it is. Yeah, it's FOMO for work. And who needs that? No, I don't want that. It's why I don't have Slack on my phone because I'm just, I don't need to know. It's fine. I look at it when I log on and then I'll deal with it then. And most of the time I don't even have to do anything. So why bring this into my life? For me, it's the worst version of everything in one place. (laughs) They're a new tagline. I just can't chat as management is so blech. It's the equivalent of all being in one office and everybody just yelling and everyone just moving around talking to each other and never writing anything down. I mean, admittedly, Slack is all written down, so you can, in theory, search it. You can, in theory, do threads as well, but let's face it, that's not what happens. It boggles me that we ever did use it at work. So you're fully off it now. Yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. And life is better. Oh, God, yeah. We are in Basecamp, which is not super great it's fine it's good there's a product but it's got chat but like i try and encourage folks to do more writing mm-hmm. chat's almost never the best place to have a discussion where it might be relatively high tension and it's rarely a good place to put the results of a discussion so right so right. why are we using it <laughs> yeah i find there's just so much noise which is why i spend the time to sift through because I, yeah. most of this is noise What's the signal that I actually need? And it's not most of it. So they encourage you to like pipe all sorts of stuff into it. It's piping in, here's all the errors that are going off in production. Like here's when the sidekick queue backs up and here's a deploy and here's a deploy to staging. And here's the thing. And people are like, oh, we've got loads of channels and it really works. It also defaults to everyone reads everything in our base camp. We're a team of 10, 11, and I read everything and Gary reads everything. But there isn't the expectation that anyone else does, because I don't think that would be possible. Yeah. And I would expect even some of the things you read, you're like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, no, no action. I don't care. No, exactly. And, you know, I just need to appreciate it. Thankfully, I read quite quickly. So, like, that's helpful. But yeah, Slack for any team bigger than ours, I've been in Slacks for certain things. They're just not organized, the facade of organization. Yeah. And I think it does blow any rituals apart as well, like, because you're always on. There's no sense that there's no off. Yeah. So, you don't, yeah. so like you said, you have that like getting things done processing period in your morning mm-hmm. and then you have to stop and go, okay, let's let the subconscious sift through that and work out what was actually important because it was all the same. Right. It was all... Same high, uh, same level of priority for the yeah. most part. Yeah, it's all little people's heads. I mean, that's even hard in a system where you don't have that, where it doesn't all look the same. It's, mm-hmm. we had an issue with a supplier today that looks like a security hole and it started with somebody pinging me. So a direct message going, can you check this ticket in our support system? And then I sort of check the ticket and you have that sense of, well, first of all, blood running cold. Oh dear, this could be bad. (laughs) 
then I have to escalate that. And then you sort of escalate that into a chat and then into then there'll be a message. When it's all chat or documents, I'm like, we're all lazy. So like we all put everything in chat and therefore the yeah. documents don't get written that could be better organized or edited. It's a version of a talk by me where I get up and extemporize for half an hour or <laughs> I spend hours working on a talk. So I actually say the things I want to say and I have enough jokes in it. And yeah, that's the difference, right? It's like planning your communication to be read rather than writing yeah. as to work out what your communication should be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of a one more ritual. I have like an end of week ritual, which is not something that I do of my own volition. I've been asked to do it, but I actually think I like it. Mm-hmm. And I think I will continue this practice going forward where our VP of engineering asks all the EMs that report to him to basically do like an end of week reflection and a little status update. And I have found that really useful because I take the time at the end of the week to be like, what happened from a managerial perspective this week? How am I feeling about it? What's the progress of things? What's the status of things? Is something on my mind that feels like risky or needs another set of eyes or opinion? And I like that a lot because then I can, I can actually reference those in the week after where I'm like, I remember I said this a couple of weeks ago or last week, I said something and now something's changed. I have this written log of every week encapsulated, which is kind of nice. It's basically like your journal thing, but for mm. work and only a weekly cadence. I mean, that sounds like a good thing to do. I should probably do that. Sounds like a good idea. Even if it's just for, like, that feels like something that would be healthy just for yourself, right? Right. Because yeah. over a week, if your working week is Monday to Friday or whatever it is, you build up context that you don't even know you have. And that's when you start to get those tingly experience, spider sense things. Yeah. Just got a feeling that this isn't going so well or... I saw this person twice and they didn't seem happy either time or just to record that somewhere because by the following Monday when you know, you've got home life and kids and football practice and life logistics and office painting and all this stuff to do, you lose that. So I think somehow capturing that context for yourself is super useful. Yeah, it's basically like a version of a journal, but it's just one long email thread that I'm just replying to for week after week for the most part. And I find it actually really helpful and I think the idea is a lot of this stuff can be written down and you don't need to bring it up in, as like a status update in a meeting when you have bigger things to talk about that require discussion. Mm. But it's just nice to have that written down somewhere versus coming up in a conversation or stand up and then it just disappears. Yeah, that's really nice. I mean, it's capturing, right? In reality, that's the ritual. It's the thing that lots of people don't do after a meeting, which is like you should capture the results of the meeting. Oh yeah, people don't do that. People, <laughs> those people, me. <laughs> It's a way of like recording the decisions you made at the time and it's not for blame or anything. It's for your own closing off. Like we made, had a discussion and this is what we decided. Does everybody agree with this? The idea of writing meeting notes and agreeing that's what was said and what was agreed is not a new one. And it can be really, really dull if you've ever been on a committee for some sort of, I don't know, a choir or a football team or a, whatever it is. And you have very formal meeting minutes. That just feels like the worst job in the world is taking the notes and writing notes up. But even if it's just a paragraph, it's capturing is the ritual. The ritual is to get you good at taking information from the world and writing it down in a way that you can get back to it. Yeah. Um, Which is, yeah, my Apple Notes is for that. Like, that's how I generate ideas for the newsletter that I haven't written for five months. Or that's how I build up a talk is I have an Apple Note for like, here's the high level thing for this talk. And like, if I hear something on a podcast or I read an article or I find a book, like it'll all go into that Apple Note for that thing. And like, it's no perfect system and I'm not into building perfect wikis for things. But yeah, that, just that ritual of capturing. Is, yeah, the scratch pad, which yeah. is really important. 
I have a version of that too, but I'm lazy and I just open a new email on Gmail and I just type stuff. And so it's just a bunch of drafts with no subject, no person. But I almost always have my email open in a tab. So I get an idea for a talk or somebody I'm like, I should reach out to this person, open a new email, write it down. And then it's just like in a draft. So Gmail can't ever crash on me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they do save things as you go along, right? Like they have that technology. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just too tied to that now. I got everything in there. <laughs> well, it becomes like the act of capturing like whatever combination of keystrokes or phone and finding that app on your home screen where you keep your notes. That's the key. I think everyone I've ever met who's affected has some version of that mm-hmm. where they capture things for themselves. And even if they never look at it, like the act of writing it down is enough to fix it in your brain. And that ritual is super valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can't hold all that stuff in our heads anyways. Between Friday and Monday, it's not possible. And I'm also somebody who like, when I'm you're, done... You're, you're, you're a heavy drinker on the weekend, is that? <laughs> <laughs> when I sign off, I'm done. So like, if you ask me on Tuesday, how has it been? I'll be like, you mean on Tuesday or... Like, I don't know. How has it been now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Have you ever met anyone whose rituals you admire? I mean, obviously I admire that end of the week thing and I feel like I might try and steal that, some version of it. Are there people whose rituals you admire? I just admire people who are able to keep themselves physically active and fit. Oh yeah, yeah. That's even as somebody who's sort of, I'm probably above average in terms of keeping myself fit. I mean, people who are like, oh, I go do some kind of movement every day from seven to eight. I'm just like, dang, that's impressive. Why is it so hard for me to do that? I admire that. It's not necessarily anything groundbreaking, but it, no. it's hard to do that. And so I'm just in awe of people who can do it consistently or who are like, I get up and I read a chapter every morning. And I'm like, why can't I do that? I have phases of some of that. My exercise thing is I literally have made it as easy as possible. In this room that I'm standing in, I have a squat rack that I can mm-hmm. use. And I use the Apple Fitness Plus thing. <laughs> which is the reason I lock doors because no one needs to see me leaping around as Bakari tells me to do star jumps. But because that is so low threshold for me to do it, it's like I just have to find 20 minutes and it's brutal, but I can do that. Yeah, It's like the ritual has to be easy. And that's the other thing, the Atomic Habits thing, to bring it back full circle is you have to make the thing easy. Yeah. But it has to fit into your life. It has to become a habit. It has to become a thing that you just do without thinking about it. Yeah, and maybe it's the barrier to entry is so high. It's mm. just so easy to be like, you know what? I'll just skip it today. And then like five days go by and you just don't do it anymore. <laughs> do you know what? I could watch Breaking Bad again. <laughs> That's my ritual. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of making it small and achievable. Yeah, yeah. So in summary, rituals are good. Habits are good. Exercise is good. Find what works for you, I guess. Yeah. Make it small. Don't make yeah. it too big. Otherwise, you'll just be watching Breaking Bad and wondering how it's suddenly Tuesday again. And how come that show is so good? 